0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his sermon series on the first epistle of Peter with this message entitled, Christian Baptism, preached October first, 2017. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to First Peter, chapter 3, beginning with verse 19. The subject is Christian Baptism. And if you are outside of Christ, listen carefully, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be baptized that you may join Christ's holy church to live for him all the days of your life. Christian baptism. By way of introduction, let me tell you, pay attention. We believe in believer's baptism by immersion in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit administered only to those who truly believe in Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection in our place for our salvation and confess Jesus is Lord To live in obedience to Jesus all of life, as taught in the Holy Scriptures. Baptism does not regenerate anyone. Those whom God alone regenerates, and therefore truly repent of their sins and believe in Jesus Christ, to live a Christ-centered life, are baptized. Christian baptism is a sign and seal of our salvation. It is a means of grace, one of the two sacraments Jesus himself instituted. First Peter 3:19 through 21. Friends, we found the heart of the gospel in 1st peter 3:18 and 22 which according to my paraphrase because christ also suffered and died to atone for sins the righteous one in behalf of unrighteous elect sinners for the purpose of reconciling you to God. This one was put to death in the flesh, but was raised to life by the Holy Spirit and who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. In 1 Peter 3, 19 through 21, St. Peter digresses from Christ's substitutionary death, resurrection, and ascension, and session to speak of what Christian baptism symbolizes, which is our salvation in christ first peter 3:19 through 21 is one of the most difficult passages in the whole bible i agree with saint augustine's interpretation of this passage in the main these verses as i said speak of the significance of Christian water baptism for true believers. So let us consider these three difficult verses. First, verse 19, I paraphrase, In the Holy Spirit, the pre-incarnate Christ went and preached the gospel through Noah to the antediluvian wicked people that they should repent of their wicked sins and believe the gospel that they may escape the destruction that God is bringing through the flood upon the whole world. Those who repent of their sins can be saved from eternal destruction by fleeing into the huge ark which was being built and staying in there safely until the flood is over. Genesis 6, 5 through 14, I want to read to you. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become. And that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the times. Proving our doctrine total depravity. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air. For I am grieved that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time and he walked with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people. For the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. These wicked antediluvians, those who lived before the flood of Genesis 6 7 and 8 refused to repent and believe the gospel which Christ preached by the spirit through Noah when peter wrote this epistle the spirits of the disobedient people of noah's day who perished in the flood these spirits were kept in prison in divine judgment Peter is not saying listen Christ before his resurrection but after his death visited the spirits of the antediluvian disobedient people in Hades to preach the gospel to them giving them a second chance to repent and be saved J.P. Lang, in his commentary he says Christ after crucifixion descended into Hades and preached the gospel to the spirits of those who perished in the great flood giving them a second chance to be saved. Friends there is no second chance for anyone, according to the Bible. Second Corinthians 6:2,4 he says, "In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. now is the day of salvation." Believe on the Lord Jesus now, friends. Make your calling and election sure now. Now, when you are hearing the gospel through me, now, when you are hearing the gospel, there is no second chance after your death. The rich man of Luke 16 died... His spirit went to hell. He was in fire, in agony and in torment. There was no escape for him from there. We read in Luke sixteen twenty six. And besides all this between us and you, a great, Chasm has been fixed so that those who want to go from hell to you cannot. In other words, no way. Once you die, nobody can go from hell to heaven or heaven to hell. My question is have you trusted in Jesus Christ alone for your eternal salvation Jesus gave the rich man no second chance the spirit of Lazarus went to paradise there is no second chance Hebrews 9:27 says it is appointed for man once to die and then Face judgment. And there is no purgatory. This is all cooked up by wicked people. There is no purgatory. There is no second chance. Our spirits at death go to hell or to heaven forever. Did you get all that, sir? So, concerning verse 19, St. Augustine, around 400 AD, he says the pre incarnate Christ proclaimed salvation through Noah, who lived before the flood by the Holy Spirit. Not what Christ did between his death and resurrection, but what he did through the Spirit. At the time of Noah, through Noah, Christ by the Spirit preached. First Peter 4, 6, for this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead. And I am doing it right now while you are living. Christ before his incarnation, before the flood by the Spirit through Noah preached the gospel, urging the wicked people to repent. Their spirits are even now experiencing God's judgment. Christ did not preach to the spirits. Christ preached to In Noah, to the wicked people in Noah's days. Pre incarnate Christ came to visit Abraham with two angels, and he said, Nothing is impossible with God. Peter says, Noah was a preacher of righteousness, that is, preacher of salvation. 2nd Peter two five. If he, God, did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. I am here preaching righteousness, preaching salvation. And your job is to ask me, what must I do to be saved? My job is to tell you, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. The Old Testament prophets prophesied by the Holy Spirit of Christ. First Peter 1.11 Prophets were trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. And Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Christ. Romans 8 9. You, however, are controlled not by the flesh but by the Spirit, If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to God. Noah, friends, was a prophet who prophesied by the Spirit of Christ. In other words, the pre-incarnate Christ, the Word, the Only Begotten Son... Preach the gospel by the Spirit through the prophet Noah to the wicked people of his day. And what about now? While I am preaching to you, who is preaching? Look at Ephesians two seventeen. 17. Christ came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. That's what the text says. Who preached, sir? Christ preached. Dr. Gordon H. Clark says of this verse, that it was Christ, through his missionaries, preached the gospel in Ephesus, and it is Christ who is preaching to you through me. Did you understand all that, sir? It's not just Pastor Matthew saying, if I am preaching the truth of the gospel, Christ is preaching through me to you. Even so, I say with Saint Augustine and Biza and Matthew Henry and many others. That Christ preached by the spirit, the gospel through Noah to the antediluvian sinners. So also today through his true ministers. Christ is preaching the gospel to the whole world. We tend to think he's just a man incompetent. Just like a man like us. That is true. But as servants of Christ, through the competency of the Spirit, Christ is preaching to you because he cares for your eternal salvation. So, also today, through his true ministers, Christ is preaching the gospel to the whole world. He has received Christ, all authority. He is sending his true ministers with his authority. They preach the gospel in his mighty resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. And this Christ is with them always. Through his true spirit-filled ministers, God commands all people everywhere to repent. Acts 17.30 In the past God overlooked such ignorance but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. And he commands all people everywhere to believe. 1 John 3.23 And this is his command to believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and to love one another as he commanded us. Who are the true ministers? Many ministers are not sent by Christ. They are ministers of the devil. Proof? Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven... Many will say to me on that day Lord, Lord did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then Christ will tell them plainly I never knew you away from me you evildoers. My translation go to hell. You evildoers workers of anomia and Galatians 1 8. but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you let him be eternally condemned how do you know the preacher is sent by christ he preaches the truth of the word of god second corinthians 11:4 for four, if someone comes to you and preaches a jesus other than the jesus we preached or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received or a different gospel from the one you accepted you put up with it easily enough Second Corinthians eleven thirteen through fifteen. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. Friends, true ministers are gifts of Christ to His holy church. Ephesians 4:11 through 13, it was He, Christ, ascended Christ, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. For what purpose? To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. True ministers who preach the gospel throughout the world are gifts of Christ. Acts 20 verse 28, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which Holy Spirit appointed you overseers, be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. And Second Corinthians fourteen through seventeen. But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ, and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him, the gospel. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are the smell of death. To the other the fragrance of life. And who is equal to such a task? Unlike so many of you do not peddle the word of God for profit. Watering it down. Antinomianism. Believe in Jesus and go and sin more. In this church we don't say that. I counsel you, go to the church where the word is preached, that you may be saved. And verse 20, second point, verse 20. Peter in verse 20 is speaking about the wicked people of Noah's day, to whom Christ preached the gospel by the Spirit through Noah. He... That is, Peter describes them as what, sir? Disobedient to the gospel. The gospel they heard from Christ through Noah. They refused to repent and believe and be saved. So their spirits are now in prison. Experiencing divine, unending judgment. Noah preached for many years when God was waiting with great patience while the ark was being built during which time God in mercy did not bring in the flood to destroy the disobedient. Thousands of workers were building the huge ark. Yet even they were actively rebelling against the gospel. They did not believe in God's judgment by a great flood that would last 150 days and kill all except eight who believed and entered the ark and were saved. Active rebellion. Professor John Murray told us the essence of sin is enmity toward God. The ark points to Jesus Christ who was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Romans 323 says... All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, eternal death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Genesis 7, 7 says, And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. What should you do to escape judgment? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, who died in our place for our sins. Genesis 7 13. On that very day, Noah and his sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. Equals to believed in Jesus Christ. Genesis 7.23, every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out, men and animal and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. People stubbornly refused to repent and God destroyed them all except eight who entered the ark. I am asking you today, have you believed in Jesus Christ alone for your eternal salvation? Later, God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of their evil. Lord had preached to them the gospel. We read that only three were saved from the destruction of, by fire. Jesus tells us, many will be destroyed and only few will be saved. Matthew seven thirteen and 14, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to eternal life and only few find it. Eight alone. Three were saved from fire. Few will be saved, sir. And make certain that you are one of the few. Going through the narrow gate and walking in the narrow way following Jesus Christ to eternal life. Matthew twenty-two fourteen says, For many are invited, but few are chosen. It is my prayer that you will be the few chosen to eternal life. Let me ask you some questions, sir. Have you repented of your sins? Or do you think you are not a sinner? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are conceived in sin, born as sinners to practice sin all of life until God regenerates us. Have you repented of your sins? Have you believed in Jesus? God is waiting. Soon we will die. Thank God the gospel is being preached in your ears by God sent minister. We are still living, sir. And we are hearing the gospel. Then the water of judgment killed almost all. The water of judgment saved a few who entered the ark, which floated safely upon the waters that killed many. What is written in the scriptures is for our warning and for our comfort. So pay heed, repent and believe in Jesus. 1 Corinthians 10.11 says these things happened to them as examples and were written down as warning for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. Romans 15.4 for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope of eternal life. The third point is verse 21, my paraphrase. And this water of judgment symbolizes, that is, it is a prefiguration of water baptism which now saves you, but not by getting rid of dirt from the body, ritualism, ceremonialism, but a pledge of good conscience unto God, It saves you through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Friends, listen. The great flood symbolizes water baptism. And this Christian water baptism symbolizes salvation by faith in Jesus Christ. In his substitutionary death and resurrection. Not the washing away of physical dirt by plenty of water into which one is immersed, but it signifies the washing away of our sin. Acts 22.16 says, And now what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. The external right is symbolizing internal reality of washing away all our sins, justification, forgiveness of all our sins past, present and future Acts 2.38 Peter replied repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit Christian baptism does not magically, automatically, ex opere, operato, effect regeneration as many believe. They are deceived. God alone regenerates us and gives us the gift of repentance and saving faith in Jesus. John 1:12 and 13 Yet to all who received him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will but born of God. John 3, 6 Flesh gives birth to flesh but the spirit gives birth to spirit. listen Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-five through 27 I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you and on top of that I will remove from your heart the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you, and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Regeneration is a monergistic, powerful, divine work in which we are passive. He alone is active. Water baptism doesn't do that. It's not magic. Friends, in this church, believers are baptized. Acts 2.38, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.41, those who accepted the message were baptized. Acts 8.12, but when they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, believed, baptized. Acts 16, 14, and 15, one of those listening was a woman from Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth, from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshipper of God, the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. And she was baptized. Believers are baptized in this church according to the Bible, sir. Acts 16, 32 and 33 then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all others, uh, to all others in his house. At that hour of the night the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. Acts eight thirty six through 38 in King James Version. As they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If you believest with all thine heart thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him by immersion, sir. So believers are baptized. The mode of baptism is what, sir? Immersion. The dead are buried in water and brought up, made alive in Christ to live a new life. Romans 6, 3 and 4, don't you know? That all of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death, and we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Colossians 2.12 having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Friends, understand theology, sir. Don't despise theology. Theology saves you. When Christ died, the elect died with him. When he was buried we were buried with him when he was raised we were raised with him to live a new life in the power of the Holy Spirit this truth is dramatized by being immersed in water and by being raised up judgment that was against us the wrath that was against us was Outpoured upon Christ, not upon us. Thank God for salvation by substitution. Substitutionary atonement. Second Corinthians five nineteen that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Now listen, not counting men's sins against them. It must be counted against somebody. But not against us. Thank God. Not against us. Second Corinthians 5.21 God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Double transaction. He took all our sins and guilt and punishment and wrath and he gives us his perfect unimpeachable righteousness clothed in it we live in God's presence forever and ever the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord As the eight were saved through waters of judgment by going into the ark, in waters of baptism, we who believe in Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, in Jesus we are buried and raised up in the waters of baptism. So water baptism symbolizes our death, burial, and resurrection with Christ by going down, fully immersed, and coming up in the water of baptism. In Christ, we are saved evermore. We are raised to live eternal life. Friends, believers in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, in their behalf, are baptized. Resurrection of Jesus proves God has accepted his atoning sacrifice in behalf of us. That Jesus was without sin and he was God man and he never dies again. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish when we die, we go to the very presence of God. And so every believer in Jesus is saved forever, even as Noah and his family saved through the waters of judgment. As the eight entered the ark and were saved, we who believe in Jesus are saved. Our baptism symbolizes our salvation in Christ. Our death, he died because he lives and never dies again. We shall live forever. John 14, verse 19, because I live, you will live also. The people are going to die, but if you trusted in Christ, you go straight to heaven to enjoy the second installment of our eternal salvation. Jesus said, Revelation 1.18, I am the living one. I was dead. And behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Christ is risen and in him we are risen forever. When the candidate is baptized he appeals to God for forgiveness of all sins and therefore receives a good conscience clean conscience cleansed by the blood of Christ all sins forgiven. And he commits himself to follow Jesus Christ all of life. He pledges to live out his confession. Jesus is Lord till death. He commits himself to be faithful till death. Faithful to Christ and his holy church. That he may receive a crown of life. He pledges himself to die to sin and to live for righteousness. First Peter 2.24 He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that, that's purpose, we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds we are healed. Paul says the same thing 2 Corinthians 5.14 and 15 for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for for all purpose that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again is that all clear sir? He defeated all our enemies. They are under his feet. Death itself is defeated. If you are outside of Christ and if you are baptized but living in disobedience, I plead with you all to repent and believe in Christ and be saved. Repent and be saved. Be like the publican. He said "Watson, sir? Have mercy upon me, a sinner. He went home, how? Just- Saved, justified. Yes. Don't go out without praying that prayer. Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Heavenly Father, we pray that you continue to save your people. Enable them, O oh Lord, to confess Christ is Lord through regeneration. Grant them the gift of repentance and saving faith that they may join us in worship and serving our God. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.